Why do we have so many lousy, ineffective, bad leaders in so many companies? And who is responsible for making you a better leader, a more effective leader? I want to share with you an experience I just had being a guest on another podcast. Let's talk about it in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Welcome in to episode 201-201. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's largest companies. You can find out more about our firm by going to Lone Rock loanrockconsulting.com. If you want to transform your ability to lead other people, we call it the third leader. Are you the third leader? What's holding you back from being the third leader? What the crap is the third leader? If you want to find out, go to leadin30.com. You are crazy if you don't take advantage of what we're offering there. Okay, let's, uh, let's, I want to share the experience I just had a few minutes ago being a guest on a, uh, a a podcast for the hospital industry about 50,000 people in the uh, this this is what they tell me about 50,000 leaders throughout the hospital and healthcare industry listen to this podcast these interviews and they the, the one of the uh, one of the people involved in the podcast is uh, the former CEO of a hospital that I worked with years ago went in and he hired us to, to come in and help fix the culture. And, and oh my gosh, in fact, he told this story when we were recording this episode. I didn't even know this, you all. He said at the time he became CEO, they had enough cash on hand to handle their expenses for like the next four days. A major hospital. Incredible. And I, I didn't know it was that bad. I knew it was, I knew he inherited a mess. He took over a mess uh, but I didn't know it was that bad. Anyway, so he brought us in to uh, to, to help with the culture, and I, I ended up traveling a ton to his hospital, and we worked with the leadership team for about two years, and the results were incredible. They ended up getting acquired by another hospital system because they became they they, they, they it was a massive turnout, it was is wildly successful. So anyway, I'm a guest on this this hospital and healthcare podcast, and they got me on to talk to me about leadership development and what makes a great leader and all these sorts of questions. And so there are three uh, hosts to the podcast and they're peppering me with all these questions. And what they really want to get to is like, who's responsible for making someone a better leader. And so think about hospitals. A lot of these, most hospitals are owned by large systems. So they own hospitals in multiple cities or a bunch of hospitals in this area. And they've got thousands or tens of thousands of employees. And he's asking, and so they're asking me about this. And I, and my answer to hint to them, the, the, the guest or the host of this podcast is the, the answer is twofold. So I'm going to answer it specific to, to healthcare, but this applies really to any industry. Right. And, and the answer is the executives are responsible for leadership development. And in fact, I want to play for you in a moment, a clip that speaks to us. I think that Simon Sinek does an awesome job making this case. 
I've said it a bunch in different episodes over the years. I want Simon to say, because I think he does a pretty good job in this onstage interview clip that I'm going to play for you in a moment of making. In fact, let's just go to it and then I'll tell the rest of my story in a minute. Um, why, why are so many companies struggling? It's because of the, what, in fact, some, some people refer to it as the frozen middle. So think of a large organization. In fact, you can even go with like a thousand people or 500 people, or maybe there's 50,000 people. You got all these managers in the middle. So they're not the senior executives and they're not the frontline supervisor. They're in between and and they become a massive challenge, that group of leaders. And why are they a challenge in so many organizations? I'm going to play for you about three or four minutes of Simon Sinek and then come back and share more about my interview in this podcast today and what I think, something that I think you ought to be thinking about. Okay, so here is Simon Sinek. Middle management is the hardest job in any organization. Um uh, because when you're junior, your only job is really to do your job. Um, that's it. And you get trained how to do your job. I mean, you all have to be licensed and go to school and learn how to do the job of being an accountant. And if you're really good at it, um, you eventually you get promoted. And you eventually you get promoted to a position where, ne- where you're now responsible for the people who do the job you used to do. But the problem is they don't give us any training how to do that. You know, and senior people are thinking about entirely different things. They're thinking about the firm, they're thinking about strategy. And the problem is, so you have this middle group that's in this sort of weird mix where they're not, they're, they have to be strategic but not majority strategic. And they, they have to be tactical but they're not majority tactical. And they have to translate what's going up here to down there and down here to up here. And, and most things break in the middle because I'll meet firms where the leadership's amazing and they're visionary and they care about people and they want to do the right thing and then I go down to the front line and they're like, yeah, this place is the worst. (laughs) And so I'm like, what happened between here and there? And it's the middle. Most things break in the middle. And so I think there 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 are two factors. One is we don't train people how to lead, right? So as I said before, when you were junior, we have to know what to do. We just do our jobs, we have to be good at it. And as we become leaders in this middle management, we're now transitioning to this job, we're now responsible for the people um, who do the job we used to do, but nobody is teaching us listening. Nobody's teaching us communication skills. Nobody's teaching us effective confrontation. Nobody's teaching us how to give and receive feedback. Nobody's actually teaching us leadership. So this is why we get managers and not leaders, and like, you would never ask somebody to do uh, anything in accounting without showing them how to do it, ever. Bad idea, right? right? So why on earth do we think that we can just promote someone to a leadership position and expect that they know what to do without showing them how to do it? So that's problem number one, is, is, the, is, the, is the total vacuum in some cases, or, or just really minimal amounts of leadership training. And it needs to be robust. The other problem that I come across very often is I get some really wonderful self-taught leaders in middle management. They're reading books. They're going to conferences themselves. They're watching TED Talks. I mean, they're students of leadership. They have mentors. I mean, they're really making a go of it. And they complain that the, that the senior management, all they care about is, is the quarterly earnings. And so the problem we have there is they're trying so hard to do the right thing, but management really doesn't care. So that's the opposite, right? Um, and in those cases, I, I, I generally recommend that they, the, the right thing to do, I mean, quitting is always an option, but that's not the, 
not necessarily the best option or the first option, but uh, I always recommend to be the leader you wish you had, which is, they, I get the question, it is one of the, if not the most common question I get, which is, what do I do when I'm trying to do the right thing and, and my boss or my boss's boss or my boss's boss's boss um, just don't get it, you know? All they care about is money before people. And, and the answer is you can't control what you can't control, so worry about the people around you. Worry about the people to the sides of you, the, a level below you, even a level above you, and you be the leader you wish you had. And what you start to find in those pockets is these magical little diamonds in the rough appear. We, we worked with a, a, large, a large technology company, and we worked with a group uh, where that's exactly what we did. We, we developed this whole leadership thing just for this, this little group in the middle. And yes, they started to do better and their numbers went better and the group expanded and blah, 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 all the things you'd expect to happen. But one thing we didn't expect is that the phone started ringing off the hook from other people in the firm asking, can I get a job in your group? Because when the people who worked in this group would go out for lunch with their friends who worked in other groups, you know, how's work today? Amazing. Different stories, right? Different stories. And all of a sudden, word spread across this 80,000-person company. And this is only a group of 150 people. Word spread across this 80,000-person company that everybody was trying to get into this group just because it was they wanted to work in it because you had good leadership. I can't tell you how many times we've seen that in the work that our firm does. For instance, um, well, I could tell you story after story where we get hired by a division or we get hired by a business area or business unit. And, um, and, and they'll bring us in and we'll start working with the leadership team. And we, it's all about creating clarity, alignment, and movement. We, we dig in and all of a sudden the results from that business unit or that team are, 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 they, they transform. And so then we get calls from, or invites to, to chat with the other department or the other business unit or the subsidiary of that company. So in fact, that's where the majority of our business has come from. That that's how our our firm has grown, and that's how my um that that's how I, I make my living. There's no marketing. There's no there's nothing going on out there. There's it it's just a leader that either changes jobs and says, "Hey, you helped me a ton in that last company. Can you come work with us here at, in my new job, my new company?" Or they they refer us to somebody else in, in the business so we can go help them deliver results. Bottom line is, and it sounds like Simon Sinek's got the same thing going on. And it doesn't surprise me because it, it used to be when I um, when I would be on a stage, I've, I've said this before, but I'd be on a stage, let's say um, in front of 2000 people and they, they've hired us. Somebody's some companies hired us or asked us to, to come in and speak at uh, to keynote at their sales conference or their manager's conference or whatever it is. And so we're on stage And this. Uh, when I first started consulting and, and doing what I do for a living now, years ago, when I first started, I get on the stage and the applause would be off the charts. Good. And I'm like, wow, like I, I knew I was good. I knew I was entertaining. I knew I was all that, but I didn't know I was that good. Like that's a lot of applause. You know what I mean? Went to my head. And then I realized no doofus. They're so excited and giddy and applauding because they're getting some development. Like they're actually experiencing training and development and improvement and you're offering ideas and insight. Yeah, what you're saying is pretty good. Hopefully it's really good. But what they're re what's really driving the applause and the affection from the crowd that's getting you that response is, they feel themselves improving. 
They're having new ideas. It's why you listen to this podcast or any self-improvement or leadership development or anything, or you read something is because it gives you new ideas. It's helping you grow. It's helping you think of things in a different perspective. It's why I do that too. And so I want to go back to, so let me just touch on Simon Sinek and then I'll go back to the podcast that I was a guest on earlier today. Um, Simon's right. We promote people into leadership. I, I was telling the story on this podcast, this interview um, it, it, for the for hospital leaders that I was a guest on. I was telling them my my story of when I was promoted into leadership. You've all heard this story if you've listened to this podcast for a while of where I was rated the worst leader in the whole company. Right? Nobody had a more toxic culture than I did. I was young arrogant, new to leadership, put into a management position, given a team, and then they decided to do an employee engagement survey. And the results came back and I was rated the worst leader that had the most toxic culture of any manager in the entire national company. And I was ticked and I was mad and I was uh, embarrassed and humiliated, all of that. And as I looked at that, I thought, well, why did I, why did that happen? Because nobody taught me how to lead. Simon's right. There was like no development. And, and I have to take accountability for that too. Like I hadn't invested enough time energy in, in my own development. So I, that was a, that was a tipping point, a, a pivot point in my career. Cause I realized, Oh crap. Like I got to figure this leadership thing out and I've got to read a lot of books and I got to go pay for courses and I got to get consultants or coaches. Like I need help and I can't, uh, we talk about in lead, lead in 30, um, we, 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 we tell the people that go through that, the leaders that we have in there, there's accidental leadership and there's intentional leadership. Like, are you accidentally becoming the leader you're becoming? Like just, Oh, just kind of what I'm developing into. It's just kind of what's happening to me. I'm sort of becoming this leader and it's accidental. Or are you intentionally developing and you're doing that through very specific development efforts. So um, in, in this podcast interview, I was telling the guest, I said, look, there are two groups responsible for this problem that Simon Sinek was just talking about, the, 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 the middle management leaders who, who are really trying to do a good job leading their team, but struggling. The first group that's responsible for that are the senior executives that aren't investing enough in development of their people putting them in things like lead in 30, if, if I might say, or enrolling them in courses or, or, or whatever it is, taking time in their, their offsites to really bring in firms or consultants or coaches or whomever, or do it on their own, whatever it looks like, aren't spending enough time developing their leaders. In your strategic offsites, there should be a portion of those meetings that are, that are dedicated to improving our ability to lead where we're not just talking about the business. We're talking about how we're showing up, how we're interacting, how we're developing as leaders and, and, and all of that. Right. And so if you're not doing that, that, that senior leadership team, they need to take accountability for our ability to lead. You might be part of that senior leadership team and you need to take accountability for your own development and the development of the rest of the leadership team. We, there needs to be a portion of the agenda. There needs to be a portion of the budget. There needs to be a portion of all that that's in development, consultants and coaches and programs and whatever that looks like. Okay, so that's the first group. The second group is us, you, me. 
We need to take accountability. The leaders that Simon Sinek was talking about, we need to take individual accountability, ownership of our own development. What am I doing? How much of my own income? It is crazy, you all. Why does a professional athlete spend a portion of his or her money on coaches and trainers and all this like their own? Yeah, the team has one or a bunch, but I've got my own coaches or trainers. Why is that? And, and the reason is, so you, you have your income. Well, what portion of your income, your salary, are you investing in development as a leader? And that might look like buying books or courses or a consultant or a coach or a mentor. And it's not just money, it's time, right? Probably an even more significant measurement of your development is how much time are you spending on that in, in the evenings, the weekends, the, uh, you know, a week here, a week there, a few days or whatever it might be. So I've got so much respect for the people that, that, um, that lean into this. It's, I've gained a tremendous amount as I've worked on, um, my own leadership development. And the, the cool part, about, <laughs> the, uh, the cool part about what I get to do for a living is I'm constantly like, that's the world I live in. And I actually get a lot of development being paid to <laughs> develop others. If I'm going to be totally honest, cause I'm learning more than I'm teaching or consulting or sharing. So anyway, it's something I wanted wanted you to think about in this episode is this issue we have about leadership development and um and and how much and who's responsible for it and what are you doing to develop people in your company, in your organization and um and what are what are you doing to develop yourself? And uh, I give you tons of credit for for spending time listening to a crazy person like me um a podcast like this that's designed to um give you ideas and tips and tricks and uh, insights and whatever it might be to developing yourself as a leader and i i'm caught you all i mean i i can't tell i last night i spent what two hours on youtube searching through different clips on leadership development like there's so much content out there on in courses and things like lead in 30 or other things. And there there's YouTube videos, there's books, there's just so much out there. And, uh, and it's so critical for us to be developing ourselves. It has a profound impact on every aspect of our life, our income, the, the growth of our companies, our businesses, our careers, our families, our team, I mean, like every, everywhere is impacted by, um, our ability to, to lead. And um, anyway, enough said. Okay, I hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.